Welcome back to Money Mile. I am your host, Justin Waller, and Money Mile is where you share a mile with us and we help you live a better life. This episode is part two of a three-part series on the top financial challenges of endurance athletes. From our last episode, you had the homework of thinking about how race fees impact your spending plan, have a conversation with your significant other about the expenses involved with your adventures, and consider how endurance athletics fits into your long-term financial planning. The last bit of homework from last time was to consider if you have the appropriate amount of life insurance for you and your goals. So I'd love to hear from you about your adventures and your journey here. So uh, please feel free to email me at info at wallerfc.com. I'd love to hear from you. And with that, we will jump into part three of the top financial challenges of endurance athletes. The next area is property casualty insurance. Few expensive hobbies have a built-in risk of gear being stolen as triathlon does. Uh, And here we're specifically talking to the triathletes. Bike theft is a real issue, and especially when you're talking about very expensive bikes, you may want to consider taking additional steps to ensure your fancy steed. Many homeowners insurance policies will allow for what's referred to as a rider, which is essentially a specific part of the policy to provide resources for a specific asset. Bikes can be included in those. You may be familiar with these rider concepts if you're dealing with jewelry or things of that nature, art uh, and whatnot, but you can also have a rider for your triathlon bike if that's appropriate for you. The next area that we'll be talking about is medical insurance. Medical insurance is an important component for all of us, but it's especially important for endurance athletes and triathletes in particular. The biggest area of concern here is on the bike and potentially with bike accidents. If you trip on a run, uh, you might end up with some scratches and bruising, Uh, maybe you've rolled your ankle and whatnot, but a bike accident can result in a completely different set of issues. Most of us know someone who's been in a serious bike accident. So for many of us, the reality is that it's just a matter of time and severity of the accident that we will eventually be in, so we need to be cognizant of the medical insurance side of things. Now, I sincerely hope that none of you here will ever experience a serious accident or have any permanent injuries. And while there are a multitude of different things that can go wrong on a bike ride, accidents are rare, but unfortunately to some degree inevitable. Eventually, you're going to be involved in an accident of some sort, and you need to be prepared for this. And this is where the medical insurance comes in. Most bicycle accidents result in a bit of road rash and maybe a bit of a bruised ego, but sometimes things get worse. If you're involved in an accident and end up with more significant injuries, you could certainly need to lean on medical insurance. If you're involved in an accident with a vehicle, one would hope that there would be some coverage available through your driver's insurance, but we shouldn't leave that up to chance. Maintaining your own medical insurance is critically important. This can be a game changer if not done correctly. So I recommend the triathletes maintain medical insurance as well as an effective cash reserve to cover out-of-pocket costs. Ideally, your cash reserve would be at least twice the maximum amount of -of out-of-pocket expenses related to your medical insurance, thinking about that from our, our prior conversation. Depending upon how long you've been involved with endurance athletics, you either have or will likely develop a need for some degree of medical intervention from a physical therapist, chiropractor, something of that nature. Overtraining issues can create physical problems that need to be addressed by a professional. Overtraining isn't the only reason that you might need to go see a physical therapist. 
we need to recognize that we're dealing with some just repetitive actions here within endurance athletics, and sometimes just repetitive use of your body can create some issues that need to be resolved. And that's where this medical intervention can come in. The bills for this type of work can add up as well, either with or without insurance. So you might want to double check your coverage and determine if this is a benefit you'd like to have available to you. And annually, when you're reviewing your medical insurance, decide if that's a benefit that is important in your overall planning. The next challenge we'll be discussing is education planning. According to the USA Triathlon Organization, a demographic study was done in 2016. The average triathlete is in their late 40s, and over half of them have an income in excess of $100,000. Over 80% of them have four-year degrees or higher, and nearly 70% of triathletes report being married. The running side of things shows that the average runner of the Boston Marathon was 42 years old, and the largest age group for the runners in the Western State's 100-mile endurance run is the 40 to 49 age range. I suspect that the runners here follow similar other demographics as far as marital status and income. So ultimately, this means that we have a recipe for high-income, intelligent people to be in a position to have children and have families. Ultimately, education planning is one of the most common concerns for parents. If you are a high-income earner, your potential for need-based financial aid is also significantly reduced. So if you want to help your kids have the opportunity of a good college experience without wrecking your financial independence, triathletes and endurance athletes are going to need to pay more attention to this area than other parents. You're just statistically more likely to need additional resources there. The next area is estate planning. As an endurance athlete, your estate plan needs to have addressed at least two primary areas. If you were to be in an accident or otherwise not able to make decisions for yourself, you should have someone appointed to make decisions for you. The second area is that if you were to pass away, there's going to be a multitude of other issues that are much more important than one I am going to bring up that is specific to endurance athletes and triathletes in particular. That being said, it's something you may want to consider. As a triathlete, it is likely that you're going to have a significant amount of gear. Much of that gear could be very expensive. What would you want to have done with all of that gear, your bikes, wetsuits, etc.? Would you like to have them donated to the local tri club, sold, kept in the family, see if the kids might want to ride your bike someday? If these issues are of concern to you, you might want to have a conversation with your loved ones or document your wishes in your estate plan. The last challenge that we'll be talking about here is the endurance athlete mentality. Now, I've listed several reasons that endurance athletes need to plan differently than their non-active counterparts here. And there are also several concepts in financial planning that are uniquely suited to endurance athletes' mindset and general outlook. But individually, endurance athletes have a default that starts with more is better. So if you're trying to train for a particular event, uh, we have a common tendency towards overtraining and doing more of that effort. So specifically as it pertains to financial planning, more is not always better. An example here is that a training camp where you would go big over a week can be a great fitness builder, but you don't do that every week. Just like increasing your savings rate can help you significantly from a financial perspective, we want to keep in mind that there are many members of the financial independence retire early or fire community that will save in excess of 50% of their income each year. 
Just because you can doesn't necessarily mean that you should. I would suggest that you operate with a vision of your goals and what you are trying to accomplish. If you are clear about what you're trying to accomplish from a financial perspective, you will be able to utilize your resources appropriately. An example of this is that if you said you really wanted to run Boston, but your savings rate is 50% or higher just because, and then you felt like you didn't have the money to pay for the travel and to go run Boston, even though you qualified. That puts a challenge in your financial situation where that if you looked at it and said, well, what I'm really trying to accomplish financially doesn't require me to save 50% of my income so I can free up some additional resources to live a better life now, accomplish the goals that I want to accomplish and enjoy the experiences that I'm looking for. So a balanced approach is generally, in, in my opinion, a better way to approach things rather than just looking at saving as much as you can and training as much as you can you want to find a balanced approach so you can reach all of these goals and live a well-balanced life. As an athlete, you know that you need to train enough to stress your body so that you can adapt and get better. The right amount of training stress helps you reach your potential. Savings rate in this perspective is very similar to that. So if your savings rate's too low, you may never reach your full potential. I would compare this to never leaving the couch. If you start with a savings rate that's too high, you might become frustrated and stop. So this is similar to someone that goes bonkers at the gym the first time and they're so sore the next day they can't go back. Increasing your savings rate gradually over time gives you the opportunity to work up to your potential rather than breaking a good habit before it gets started, but also working within a vision of your goals gives you an idea of what to shoot for. Once you understand what you're trying to accomplish, that gives you the framework to make better decisions. Training for Western states is much different than training for your local 5K. So as you're looking at your financial goals, understand that being financially independent at 45 is much different than being financially independent at 65. Uh, sending your kids to the local community college and helping with a four-year degree is much different than sending your kids to Pepperdine under the expectation that they'll graduate debt-free and not destroy your financial independence in the process. This brings us to the end of our three-part series on the top challenges of endurance athletes. We at The Money Mile are here to help active people looking forward to an active, phased financial independence and ultimately leaving a meaningful legacy. I hope that this has been a valuable time invested for you. As with most things, what you do is more important than what you know. So we are going to talk about a bit of homework for the episode today. First, we want you to decide if you need to take action to change your property casualty insurance. Second, look critically at your medical insurance and determine if it is in alignment with your goals as an endurance athlete. Third, think about your family's needs for education savings and if you need to approach this area in your life differently. Fourth, make sure you have the correct documents in place to appoint someone else to make financial and healthcare decisions if you cannot. And fifth, consider if you are potentially oversaving. Are you living a well-balanced life? If you want help with this last one, I would recommend consulting with a fee-only financial planner to help you understand what you need to be doing to reach your goals. Now, a couple of disclaimers. This information is for education purposes only and should not be considered legal, tax, or financial advice. A, I'm not an attorney or an accountant, and B, I wouldn't know you from a hot rock. 
you shouldn't take financial advice from someone that doesn't know you, your goals, or your situation. So I hope you have found this valuable, and I look forward to talking with you next time on Money Mile. Keep in mind, if you work out, everything else will too.